0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson, and I'm your host, and let me encourage you right from the jump today to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you your podcast. We would love to hear from you at info at marathonchurch.org. And y'all, I'm happy to be joined today by Greenville Campus Pastor Reggie Smith.
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: (laughs) Worship Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. Hey, what's up, guys? And Program Director Jacob Hammond, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? (laughs) So glad you guys are here today. So much great stuff going on here at Marathon Church. We wrapped up the series the chosen on sunday it was incredible we also had pastor appreciation sunday that was incredible and uh yeah just god is doing some great stuff here at marathon and it's so fun doing it with you guys you guys enjoying the fall so far good good weather good pumpkin spice stuff (laughs) i knew that was coming pumpkin spice football reggie loves pumpkin spice cool weather I enjoy
2: the weather. I do not enjoy the pumpkin spice. Okay. <laughs> I do. I like pumpkin spice.
0: Flannels. Ugly sweaters. Ugly sweaters? Is that fall <laughs> or is that Christmas? Christmas? That's 100%. Christmas. That's Christmas. You stay That's in Christmas Christ- mode all the time, though, don't you, Ray? You, you I love do. Christmas. I
1: do. I don't have my Christmas cup today, though.
0: I love Christmas after <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. I, I love Christmas, but not until after Thanksgiving. Not till after. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, people get a little carried away with Christmas. They? Okay.
0: <laughs> I kind of want to order this book.
2: It says, um, I, I love Christmas, but I hate Christmas at church or something like that.
0: I'm glad you said that because <laughs> – What? <laughs> Honestly, I, no I comment. do struggle a little bit with that. Like, service program during Christmas isn't always fun because you're like, oh, we didn't see so, sing so-and-so's favorite carol, and it's, it's yeah. hard to get everybody happy yeah. about the service programming during you know, Christmas. You know what?
1: My wife, she has, she has, she wants the decorations put up on Thanksgiving or the day after. Oh, oh no, that's Amy too. They're the going up that yeah. the day after for sure. The day after, yeah. But some people before, you know, way before.
3: I just we haven't. Done I will that. say the past couple of years we put them up like a day or two before, just so we're not doing it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I get cause that because we're usually with other family Thanksgiving things on the Friday and Saturday after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So, yeah. and I then you that. you don't. The problem is you put up so much Christmas decorations and then it's only there for a month. So it's like... It's it's, a lot of work. You want a a a little bit of extra time. That's what I was going to say. You want a little bit extra time to enjoy it. So
0: I have a Facebook friend who is a friend from like youth group back in the day and she put a picture up on Facebook the other day of all of her fall decorations and there's a Christmas tree in the background but she said it's a fall tree. It's not a Christmas tree. And then (laughs) I zoomed in and it had like... Fall stuff on it, but it looks like a Christmas tree from a distance. So you just change out the ornaments. And yeah, things. I didn't know fall hmm. trees were a thing, but apparently, I don't. Uh, I've Craig, seen Val- Valentine's trees. I I just gotta say, I don't know if <gasps> they are, but maybe someone's <laughs> trying to start. Maybe someone's trying to start it. I mean, every trend starts somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. uh We we didn't start a trend. Uh, But we went back to something that was trendy twenty five years ago. We sang "Shout to the Lord" on Sunday. Mm. We did. What year did that come out? That was great. Ninety seven. The year the church started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I knew it. Obviously, I knew it was old. I didn't know it came out in ninety seven. That year, like, can you imagine how Reggie was here? How many times did you guys sing "Shout to the Mm. Lord" that first year? Like (laughs) five (laughs) thousand. It probably was done on the first week of marathon. I think Yeti wanted it like
3: every Sunday.
0: Eddie but it was, was so good.
3: Eddie was in was. worship I, Sunday, man. He I'm was with feeling
0: him. so good. Shout
1: to the Lord. Oh yeah, it was shout to the Lord and Queen. Isn't that what it was? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the Lord Lord serious question. <laughs> serious question. Is is it the biggest worship song of all time? Mm. Um, I think so,
3: but I don't. I, I would don't think know. so, but it's it's got it's it's easily top ten. Yeah, Chris, Chris Tomlin might one. have one in there vying for <laughs> how, the number one spot. How great is our God is – yeah, because uh, I know that one was done in a lot of languages, other languages yeah. too. So that might be the, the – Spencer Zook's one. got one too. It was near the top. Yeah. Marathon worship. Marathon <laughs> <Yes>. worship, yeah. That's <laughs> good. Yeah.
0: Hey, let's talk first about Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And mm. I, I kind of want to segue into our discussion about Sunday's message because mm. one of Eddie's primary points – as he closed The Chosen talking about Simon Peter, uh, the Apostle Peter as we know him kinda now, is that he said that Jesus picked the right guy. Mm. It didn't seem like he was the right guy, especially in The Chosen they portray him like as a brawler and a gambler and mm-hmm. maybe maybe in debt, maybe the fishing business wasn't going so great or whatever and they, they kinda you know really portray him in a bad light. And uh, from our perspective, and Eddie said, you guys would never hire this guy. Like, you wouldn't pick him for the team. Um, but it really made me think about, and I don't know if Eddie made the connection until Sunday when I said it to him, but we were kind of celebrating not not just the Cox families yeah. that started Marathon Church, but we were, we were kind of celebrating our 25th year as a church, and and I and I just said to Eddie, you know, you know, God picked the right guy for Marathon. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, and and in essence, really, the right guys and their wives, you know, to to start yeah. Marathon, and it, that just struck me that that was one of his points on Sunday. And man, I was talking to Brenda Brian Cox's wife Brenda Cox this morning, and and I said, I just can't I can't imagine what that was like in the early days and all that y'all went through, and yeah, um. They were they were just the right people. They had they had the right vision and creativity and tenacity yeah. and everything that goes with that. And it, I'm just, I'm just amazed at, at what God has done here at Marathon. Yeah, and if I can just speak into that
2: as the as the youngest person in the room, and as probably someone who, you know, someone someone probably expects me to look at it and be like, oh man, Eddie's, Eddie's past his prime, and <laughs> you know he's he's a uh, he's not the guy. Um, In 2020, I just have some notes from from drive from last year, but uh, one of the things Andy said was, uncertainty doesn't alter our value system, it exposes it, and we found out really quickly in 2020 that Eddie was the right guy, because we came in, I think it was that Monday, or maybe it was a Tuesday, where we sat down and... Everywhere was getting closed down and we were trying to figure out, okay, well, what does this mean for us? We weren't sure if we were gonna have jobs. And Eddie sits down and he goes, Um, so we're gonna do drive in church. And every part of me was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I it was one of the best things for our church. Um we we saw people Still experienced Jesus's love, yeah. Through that whole season, and and it was something that you know it was inspired from his mind and, and his creativity and his leadership that was like, we're going to do something that that maybe a lot of people and especially in in modern churches going to look at and be like, nah, but we're going to do it and we're going to do it the best we can and we're going to reach people for Jesus and and just that ability to look at something and go like, hey, this may not be popular. This may not be what every mega church is doing, but this is the best way we can reach our community and make that decision. Um and it was it was truly incredible for our church, so
0: I've, Amazon had no idea how many FM antennas they were going to sell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> Driving churches, you know, it was it was so good. But one of the things that we love about him, and uh, we even you will joke about it from time to time, is that he's he's not afraid to throw any idea out there. Yeah, like he, yeah, he, that creativity. Mm-hmm you know is is deep inside of him it's literally who he is and yeah. he's he's not afraid to you know to throw out a song idea or whatever it might be he'll throw it out there yeah. and it doesn't always fly we don't always do it but yeah. it it's just awesome to have creative people you know in the ministry and you guys are a couple of them but it it really starts and ends with with Eddie Cox and his his vision and his creativity yeah. so you said something about he's not afraid to throw it so i remember in the in the old weird house
1: we had these chandeliers in a warehouse, and Eddie actually is throwing the ball across people's heads, <laughs> pops the chandelier, it explodes. Nice. And it was, you, you haven't seen that in church before. And there were yeah. other times he's throwing candy out. So there was always something happening. And
2: you think about the old days, too. Like, even then, it wasn't – what they did, it wasn't popular. It mm-hmm. wasn't something yeah. that every church was doing. Shoot. They even got criticized for it in a lot of ways. But at that time, it was something that our community needed. It was something that, that our area needed. And so, you know, I'm not saying that we always get it right. We we try our best. But I think that we're always willing to do, um, you know, maybe what other people are doing to reach people for Jesus. And that's important to me, that someone, someone at the forefront of what we do is committed to that.
0: I, I think that's a, a a great point. And in those early days, and, and again, Bryn, Brenda reminded me of this this morning, is that uh, their adversary at that time was other churches, uh, Christians, actually, you know, attacking them. Um, and ho- hopefully, we're not getting any pushback from other churches, other Christians anymore. But I, I think I think if you're not getting some criticism, maybe you're not doing what you've been called to do. Yeah, yeah, they right. I, they were pioneers
3: of this whole, of this whole church movement, and and that's what I love about you know being a part of Marathon is, a lot of times we're um, we're pushing the edge of um what's, you know accepted in church and what and, and different religious views that people have on church and, um, Brian and Eddie and and their wives were were just yeah how many churches have started because of you know some of the things that they did. 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Like how yeah, many churches mm-hmm. do we have in our community now that are reaching people for Jesus that you know we know about a few of them, but how many don't, you know, do we not know about yeah. that are started because of them? And uh the impact that they've had on our community is just massive. Just yeah. massive.
0: You know, I think that that's one of the things that we talk about a lot around here is that because we because Marathon was, you know, in the infant stages of the contemporary community church feeling church. We we always have to be on guard that we don't fall in love mm. with our mm. methods, we don't fall yeah. in love with this model, and it become more important than the mission. That's right. Oh yeah. Mm.
2: Super important.
0: So he talked about Peter on Sunday and y'all again we would encourage you to watch The Chosen. Uh there's yes. two seasons available uh on demand now or, or streaming now. Uh season three is about to hit uh theaters, I think, uh, sometime around Thanksgiving this year but we highly encourage you to watch it. Um, They don't deviate from the Scripture, but yet they add all kinds of uh, great backstory on these characters and and cause you to see the people that walked with Jesus in a completely different light. And that's the case with Simon Peter. And we talked about the fact that um, he was the right guy to lead that early church. And, I mean, this guy, and we know this from Scripture, this guy was kind of all over the place. You know, might have been you know, might have flew off the handle a time or two. uh, Cut a Roman soldier's ear Mm. off at Jesus' arrest. So, I mean, this this guy was edgy. Yeah, he could have been going for his head. Who's who's was that Eddie? Yeah, Sunday.
1: I'm thinking, yeah, he was the guy that, and it seemed like he wanted it because we talked about this in group the other day. It seemed like he, I don't know, he wanted to protect Jesus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's the guy. Yeah. Make sure everything's okay. Go behind the scenes. Make sure everybody's good. Like I'm always like he's going to protect Jesus, and I just thought that was wild. But he's he's the I'm
0: I'm going to be impulsive and not think about it. Just go. Yeah, I think I think Eddie made the point that he he wasn't aiming for his ear. He's probably going for the throat, and the guy ducked or dodged or or maybe, <laughs> or maybe Peter was he was a fisherman. Maybe he wasn't that good with a sword.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: no i i
0: think it's cool we
2: had life group last night and we were we watched the episode um i think it was episode four um with with peter and kind of where you see that he he was struggling to to pay taxes and then um goes out all night to fish and you know that's whenever the miracle happens where you know they pull up this you know just big big massive load of fishes or fish um into the boat and um it was just really cool some of the conversations we had after it with our group talking about, you know, how sometimes we, we try and do it on our own. Yeah. You know? And um and instead of inviting God into every situation in our life we we try and handle situations on our own. We try and carry it on our own. And what we end up doing is is putting ourselves at at the end of our rope. Um and you know, luckily Jesus is, is there for us. Um, but you know, if we if we just learn to trust Him in the process and invite Him into every moment, then I think there there's definitely some understanding that comes with that. And um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. That's not what we're promised. But um, you know, hopefully through uh, Holy Spirit and inspired thoughts and stuff like that, there's there's some clarity in what's happening.
0: Yeah, I love the way that that Eddie kind of painted that on Sunday. He's like, you know, you need Jesus in your boat. But if Jesus is in your in your boat, is he just there mm. for a ride along or for to be a life jacket or maybe just think of him as a life coach? And I love the way that he challenged people with that like, yeah, you you know Jesus, you're you're following Jesus, but how closely are you following and and, and are you treating him in in those ways.
3: Yeah. It's,
0: uh, yeah, I I think a lot of times, and I'm guilty of
3: it too, um, at different seasons of my life, but a lot of times Jesus is just our emergency response, life jacket, um, crisis hits. We turn to Jesus, we pray, but you know, whereas, you know, it's a daily walk with him. Like Jesus wants to be a part of every decision in your life. Every, he wants to be a part of, like Eddie was saying Sunday, You know, when you go to the grocery store, um, asking God to just set you up and um, to fish for people. You know, that's that's basically what he's talking about. And to set you up in your workplace and your your job and and bringing, inviting Jesus into those daily um, decisions, those daily things that you're doing um, and, and not just treating it like an emergency response is... Um, just another level of the relationship that Jesus wants to have, like he wants to be a part of that stuff, yeah, and,
0: yeah, I think Eddie said, you know are are you just along for the ride with Jesus, or is Jesus just along you know for the ride with you um and his point was, look we just like Peter, we have been called to be fishers of men mm-hmm. and and you 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 can go through life and just you know kind of never contribute just ride along with jesus Mm -hmm. and just be along for the ride Uh, but jesus has called us more well and i I love the life coach question too
2: because Uh, it's really good um we were getting ready for this new series coming up love comes to town and brennan and i were we're just kind of out on the street asking some people some questions and um he he asked this this older dude who seemed very wise he asked him like okay what do you think about jesus and he said well i don't I don't think he ever said he was divine, and Brennan was kind of like, "Well, uh, he kind of did," but and then this guy continues to to say, "You know, I I believe that you know he had good teachings and um, like he had good principles and values and stuff like that," and I feel like we can implement those in our lives, and I think it's so easy for for a lot of people, even in our culture today, to look at Jesus and go, "Oh, you know." I, I wanna take this from him. Mm-hmm. And and we've reduced Jesus, something that Andy said at Draft We've we've reduced Jesus to what he does instead of who he is. Yeah. He's our king. You know. Um and so I think I just love that that question of is he a life coach? Is he someone that you you want to keep around to to improve your life? Or is he someone that, that you look at as your king?
0: Yeah, and I and I think that's it, and that's really what Eddie was getting to on Sunday is, is who is he to you? Yeah. At the end of the day, who is, who is Jesus to you? And, uh, and hey, there's probably going to be a lot, of, a lot of people in heaven that, that were just on the ride along. And that's yeah. what love and grace and mercy are all about. But God, God, Jesus wants so much more for our lives than that. You know, one of the things that Ed talked about
1: is how the bait and switch how we, yeah. everybody used to come and we used to blow things up and people would come to see all kind of stuff. And then he talked about instead of, go, instead of bait, we're the lure that, that we so need good. to, we need to drop a line. And so, you know, my prayer has been what he talked about Sunday was we got to drop a line. We talked about it in group too. Everybody's excited about it. we got to drop a line and we have to say, God set me up and pray for those people. So at the end of group Sunday, we talked about the people that God had put on our hearts and wrote those people down. And even this morning, I said I'm going to drop a line. There's a, there's a guy that I see almost every morning. I go through the drive-through, and I dropped a line. And this morning, I said, "Hey, I want you to come with me on the 30th to Falafel Fest." Of course, he looks like what is that? <laughs> Should come to Falafel, Falafel Fest? And and I'm like, "Yeah, you just got to come." He's like, "Well, I don't I don't have a car." I'm like, "Okay, I'll, I'm gonna pick you up." He goes okay. I said, "Can I pray for you about anything?" He's like, "Yeah, just everything." Okay, it's good. So you know, I only got a few seconds there, but I'm like, I (laughs) dropped the line. I dropped the line. God set me up, setting him up, and I. He doesn't know this. I don't. I don't think. I mean, we've talked some over time, but I'm really, I really can't wait to see and just keep watching what God's going to do, even with that one guy. Yeah, it's
0: so that's so good, Reggie. By the way, if you're listening and you don't know what Flaffle Fest is, when you combine flannel. And waffles, you get floffle, It's true. Yes. So we're having a festival. <laughs> we're all wearing flannel on the and eating waffles on October 30th. It's, it's going to be a good time. It is. It's going to be amazing. And we we talk, again, in our service planning meetings, we talk a lot about this concept of bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah. especially with this generation that God has called us to reach, it it's a very tenuous thing because it's – they they can sniff it out like they can sniff yeah. out the bait and switch yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah <laughs> that's a it's <laughs> a common thing that we we talk about a lot and have have a lot of conversations with because it's shifted uh, the culture has shifted from 25 years ago um with like I don't think it was thought of back then as a bait and switch no, though it, it was like yeah. hey how can we just get people in this place and share Jesus with them yeah. that's right and now you know A lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have been to church, experienced something, and they don't want, um, you know, I guess the watered down version of. They want something real and authentic, and so bait and switch has now and the things that we used to do in church and blowing things up and stuff like that, like it has has to have a lot more intentionality, a lot more purpose behind it, Um, and and the culture has shifted in that way where where people want are they're hungry for something real. Yeah. And um, they're hungry for more, and and I think that uh, bait and switch type of things don't don't work like we like yeah. we know they used to, you know.
2: Yeah, and and I will say like yesterday for Pastor Appreciation, we we launched confetti, and it was fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, but it's it's those things like the intentionality behind it, it. People know what it is. You know, whenever you're whenever you're doing it for fun, whenever you're doing it because it means something, you know, you're yes. celebrating your pastors, this generation sees that. And, and like you said, they sniff it out. You know, they, they know that you're genuine with it whenever yes. you do it. But whenever you do something to go, oh, you know, we're going to try and do this and, uh, you know, try and blow something up to get people here, they they see right through it. And it's not— Another thing, too, is like, it's not about, you know, blowing something up to get people here. It's about, and what we're talking about in this next series, it's about us as a church being Jesus to people in such a way that they look at us and they go, "I, I don't know what's going on with this dude, but I've got to figure it out because this is the best person in my life. And I want to be like this guy. You know, I've got to figure out. What's going on in this dude's life, and why he is the way he is you
0: know i I loved it too that Eddie pointed out that like like we we still do services, yeah. worship gatherings at eleven o'clock on Sunday because mm. the culture still tells us more than likely that's when somebody's going to give church or Jesus a try or, yeah and, and go and check things out but he but he said he basically said we can't attract them anymore no. You have to be the lure now. That's right. You as a person, you have to be the lure. Mm-hmm. You have to lure them in. Yeah. And to your point, Jacob, the way that you do that is by loving and serving people. Yeah. That's right.
2: Yeah. Um, just so everybody knows, the days of attractional church, I think, are gone.
0: Oh no! <laughs> attractional church is over. Yeah.
2: No, I, that's just something we. I, just being who we are as a church, a church that unchurched people love to attend and not at the expense of of our churchgoers, our our regular attenders. It's it's a conversation that we have surrounded for probably for years. Um, you know, because of the old method of, of blowing something up, of of doing something larger than life. And, you know, now it's it's shifted to this the next generation wants to connect authentically and, and emotionally, and um, you know this. It's not that way anymore. It's it's about the personal relationships. It's about um, being genuine and and actually like um, having personal relationships and and, connections and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, just that's a conversation that that we surrounded that that attractional church thing. Um, it's not about attracting people to get them in anymore you know it's not about blowing something up so someone will come It's about teaching our people how to be Jesus so that they'll invite someone so they can experience um God in a tangible way and then in turn you know their life changes and Jesus makes their life better
0: that authenticity that you're talking about I think is the key and if if we do rewind 25 years to when we were blowing stuff up and playing yeah. you know secular songs and all that kind of stuff there was an authenticity to that even that, yeah. that those who that's who the cox brothers were yeah yeah right i can tell you the one of the primary reasons that amy and i visited marathon visited again and ended up sticking here was because of authenticity yeah mm-hmm. we we saw authenticity through the teachers we saw authenticity in the worship leaders and authenticity is the reason that that my family is here yeah and it looks different now than it did then but but even back then that was the core value was just hey let's just be real you know we're gonna we're gonna wear blue jeans and t-shirts and we're just we're gonna be real we're gonna act like normal people yeah and I i think it's interesting that here 25 years later though we had a family attend Mm -hmm. on sunday spence you were telling me about this that and they asked do we like need to wear suit and ties when we come or yeah yeah yeah. and i think that's
3: there's still people out there that need to know that like hey church you can come as you are you know and that's that's one thing i love about marathon is you know we say everybody's welcome and a lot of churches say that in some of their you know their mission statements and things like that but I, i truly believe it's it's an authentic thing it's a real thing here at marathon that everybody's welcome um there's no judgment when you walk through those doors you can be in uh flip flops basketball shorts and you know yeah. a dirty t-shirt and like we're yeah. gonna welcome you as we would welcome somebody in a suit um but people it it was it's cool to always hear stories of like people still asking those questions like oh yeah. do I have yeah. to dress up yeah. do I have to um you know, do this or this to in order to attend church. It's like no, yeah, just come and and we're breaking the the religious barriers, the the tradition. Um, we're breaking that down, and and we always the, all across the twenty five years that's been consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that one thing that marathon has done. So that's you, pretty. You cool.
1: know what's cool is is um Eddie was my college singles leader there were probably 80 to 90 college students Mm -hmm. at one time or or so. And, and it was pretty amazing because his teaching was practical and applicable and you could really get it and use it as a college student and go, man, this is, this is just amazing. And Ginger and I was even looking at each other Sunday as we were listening to the message, just like this is, it's so real as he's talking about dropping the, dropping the lines, he's talking Mm -hmm. about debates, he's talking about the lure. And then he goes, you know, ask God to set you up. And then, Take it. We talking about that love comes to town. Take it from the seats to the streets, yeah. and it just all came together. And I'm like, man, yeah. that's that's the way it was 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly what he was saying Sunday. That that was it. Was like there's there's Eddie. It's the same. You know, what I'm saying he's still yeah. he's still speaking the truth. He's still mm-hmm. uh, making Jesus known, and still wanting to reach people for Jesus. And yeah. that's that's the heart he and Lynn and Brian and Brenda
0: have always had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, it's so good. And his transition to our next series, Love Comes to Town, was perfect. And he he made the statement that a lot of Christians are doing the ride-along and not a lot of fishing. And I think what I hear you guys saying, and I think what we want our people to get their their hands around is that when we when we say we want you to go fishing for people, we're not talking about preaching on a street corner. We're talking yeah. about doing life, engaging people, serving people, mm-hmm. loving people and and showing them Jesus in a tangible way.
2: Yeah. And and I got to tell you I I've never been more excited for a series at our church. Yeah. Never in my life. Um this this series is is all I mean honestly, it's what the next generation wants. It wants to see the church be the hands and feet of Jesus again, you know. Um and I think for uh, not just, you know, Marathon or, or any church in our community. We've, a lot of times, we've gotten so focused on Sunday mornings and making that happen. And yeah, like you said, you know, that's whenever people are going to give you an opportunity. But we've got to focus on, on teaching our people to be Jesus every day where yes. they are. You know, wherever their boat is, wherever, um, you know, whatever they're doing to to invite someone um, we've got to focus on equipping our people and also um, challenging them to, to do that because um, like Mark Clark says, the, the gospel, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Um, yep. we, we've we got to, I, I've been something that I've been saying slash like it's been in my heart for a while here recently is, is that if the gospel doesn't continue with us, it stops with us. And, us as in a in a generation of you know Gen Z or whatever, like if if we're not going to carry this torch as the church, it's going to stop with us, and so we've got to do it, and we've got to we've got to like bring this movement back of the church and being authentic in that that Acts seventeen to nineteen church um, where you know we're just pulling people in and we're saying hey, you know now now you know Jesus is real. Come and be a part of this, and you got to share Jesus with somebody, and that's what I love about this series coming up.
0: It's so good. I'm I'm a little bit bummed that the Chosen is over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I am like you, uh, Jacob, good. really excited about Love Comes to Town. Uh, any any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up the Chosen and and move in a new direction here? I'd just say if
1: you haven't seen it, you need to you need to watch it, binge watch it. We talked about that all the time. Um, sit down with your family, and then and then if you're not sure about it, go look. Think to, to me, it made me want to go read even more. Yeah, you know. And then you talk about it as a family. Use it as a family devotional time, a family time. Just just saying, hey, here's what Jesus did. How can we do? You
3: know, how can we, how can we be the hands and feet of Jesus? Yeah. I think um, something I was thinking about when it comes to just relating fishing and and being fishers of men is like we the kingdom the kingdom needs you um i, I think a lot of mm-hmm. times we wait for somebody else to oh they'll they'll go talk to this person yeah. or they'll this person or this church will share mm-hmm. jesus with somebody and it's like no we need the people that are in the seats to go to the streets, the streets. like we're talking about right. and and fishing uh, i grew up going fi- going fishing and mm-hmm. grew up in florida so i would uh do all kinds of fishing whether it's in a pond yeah. a lake in a boat you know deep sea and there's there's all kinds of people out there and they make lures and they make different bait for different people. And yeah. so you might have something you might be a lure for somebody yeah. that um Reggie or Craig yeah, can't sure. reach, you that's know. Right. And that's right. And just and remember too like we you have to have patience when you're fishing. Like you don't get a fish on every single cast. No, that's good. Yeah. Um it, a lot of times you you end up with nothing. Sometimes you get a bite or a nibble. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're able to reel it in, but, but we got to have patience with it too. Yeah. And, um, and I would say somebody,
1: somebody's counting on us, but somebody's counting on the listeners too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. somebody's counting on you because mm-hmm. only, only you, I used to say, I used to work at Walmart distribution and there were back then a preacher wasn't going to reach those guys at the back of the truck. Right. It was me that was talking to them one-on-one back in the back, loading the truck. Yeah. Yeah. and and hearing all kind of stuff and, and seeing all kind of stuff and, and getting that one-on-one. So, yeah, I totally agree, man. God's, God's got every person that's listening right now. He mm-hmm. he wants to use you. My
2: dad used to tell me you can't catch a fish if your line's not in the water. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. So
2: And also, too, the more lines you have in the water, the more likely you're going to catch a fish. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important for us. To, to remember is that, um, you know, even if you're not at Marathon, because I know we have some listeners yeah. in, in different areas and not just at our church. Even if you're not at Marathon, your your church or your community needs you to be in the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, they need you to fish. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you're you're saved. Yeah, like there are things that God is going to work with you through. But at the same time, you can't wait around for him to perfect you to start working. You've got to be the hands and feet of Jesus today.
0: Such a good conversation, guys. I appreciate it so much. Hey, and to these guys' point, if you're listening and you're following Jesus, hey, drop a line in the water. Invest in somebody's life. Uh, Get in touch with somebody that you can share Jesus with. And maybe you're new to faith or you're exploring faith. Go watch The Chosen. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Uh, you'll discover Jesus uh, you know, with fresh eyes and an open heart, and it'll be amazing, and you'll have to get used to different because uh, it'll, it'll change you yeah. for sure. Thanks again for listening. Uh, again, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, send us your questions at info at and we will talk to you next time.